check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Uh, for a bit of work I've been doing recently, I've been ringing around a lot of clubs. And the amount of, of we talked about it, Mickey, as well, the amount of, of uh, clubs that are amalgamating at underage level is scary at this stage. Like, I was speaking to someone in Shannon Gales. They amalgamate at all age groups now, underage. Red Hills are the same. Like, when I was playing under, underage football for Red Hills, we played Shannon Gales, Montreux Connacht, Drumgoon, Coot Hill. We were Division 3. So, this is the teams we played every year, Kildallan. And very few of those teams, if any of them, Shercock, another. Hardly any of them have a team in their own now. We used to go and play them, and they'd have 20, 20 lads playing. Same as we had. We always had 20, 22, 23 lads of a panel. And we always got to semi-finals and stuff like that. With, with all Red Hills fellas, it was brilliant. But that's all gone. And it's been replicated right across the board. And I know numbers are falling maybe in rural areas, but soccer's coming in as well. Rugby is coming in. And I don't know what the GA are doing to direct it. Is Ireland becoming an issue? Well, it's it's coming in. It's... I know, let's say they're like the Cavan County Board are, are introducing hurling. Like, it's nothing wrong with playing hurling, right? But it's effect. It is impacting on some of the clubs. So let's say there's a club in Hill and that would draw off all the other clubs in the area. So you know, Drumgoon players go into play with Hill. and it's the right thing to develop hurling. You need to target the, the urban areas, and mm. you know, I think they're trying to get maybe six really strong clubs in the county, or maybe seven or eight, and. I'm, you can, you can see the progression even when you're in kind of Drumgoon, Coothill area that guys walk around with their hurling sticks when they're in a the secondary school now, you know, which you wouldn't have seen y- years ago. But it, th- it does make it difficult when you're trying to organise football training. Y- you know, y- they can't go this night because they've got the hurling training and there's no there's no uh, changing that, you know. That's just the way it is. And even in the school, if you're trying to do after-school football, uh, when, I remember when I was teaching in, in, in the camp, you know, they couldn't do it a certain night because they had hurling training that night and they just, you know, and it's just another sport. Like, okay, it's part of the GA, but it is going to impact on the football. Like, we can't pretend it's not. Yeah. I can see signs of it already. You see, like, and Gauna amalgamated with great success with with the Southern Gales amalgamation. They're going to bring through a better standard of footballer, without a doubt, from that. And they're exposing them to Ulster club competitions, Division 1, Under 16, and minor finals. But they won't bring through the same numbers. Not a hope. Like, they, they need to make the, the decision. If they've got 15, 16 lads and can scrape together a panel did it go with them and bring them through or do they, do they amalgamate and try and bring through five or six outstanding well players? then does it bring it back to the point that maybe through natural cycles here we're going to end up with what we probably should have less teams in Cavan yeah you could you could be right mm. you could be right that's a good point if there are too many clubs in Cavan there are far too many yeah. well I'll tell you exactly how many there should be because the Quinn report um, which I read they actually went through it and but by a national average, we should have 34 clubs. What he said was 34 and a half. So you could say you could round it up to 35, you could round it down to 34, but it's, it's in between 34 and 35. We've actually got the most clubs per head of population than, than any other county bar two, which is Leitrim, which is an exception because no matter how many clubs they have, it's always going to be too many because of such a small population. Mm. And the other is Leash, and that's because of the way they, they register their clubs with hurling and football. So really we're... Apart from the worst, you could leave Leash out of it. So apart from the smallest population in Ireland, we have the most clubs 
part of the population. And there wasn't as many clubs back in when when Cavan were winning. That's the thing people say they always were, but they weren't because you ha- you had much less clubs back then. You would have had maybe a junior club would pop up somewhere for a year and then they'd be gone. Their players would be playing with the, the local senior club and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's it could be uh, true natural progression that this that it will come around and, and we'll have less you, senior clubs. You'll have, you'll have less clubs, and you probably have a better county team, but you you won't have as many people playing football. So are you going for it for the the elite level um, progression at the elite level? Or are you going for for mass participation because mass participation is not where it's going in the cabin. Reserve football has been more or less banished to the sidelines now. Well, out of doubt, it's this gone. Year. It's an absolute. It's a farce. The football, the reserve situation. Yeah, and and that's that's definitely one for another podcast because we could we could talk about the reserves or so called reserves. It's, it's incredible. Like I can only talk about my own experience. I remember playing reserve football for it is when I was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and I was never any good. Mickey Sylvie, <laughs> don't be winking at me. But I, I know it was reserve football, and we were Division Three. Our senior team was Division Three, so I'll tell you the standard. But back then, you, the senior team and the reserve team would play each other at the same time. So we played from Goon or Drumalee or Shercock yeah. or whoever. We paid him for double fixture. Yeah, double fixture, and it was always double fixture. It, it was brilliant. Mm. Like, we'd have a full. Th- you, you might have a bit of crossover, but we used to have a full team like of of reserves, and you, we used to take it seriously. You train, and then you'd be. You know, we'd, it was our own level of football, and you t- take it sort of seriously. That's gone now. I think this year, as as Killing Care manager, we only had three double fixtures this entire season. Mm. You know, which is which says a hell of a lot. And then the very frustrating thing for me was that the reserve championship became a championship less your first 12 which was no it wasn't a reserve championship so instead of the you know in killing care where we had the numbers to play you were still playing your first 12 some of your sorry not your first 12 but some of your senior team yeah. because you didn't want to go out and get hockeyed by Lara's almost senior team who were they were going out and putting in their best and Ram were doing the same and Drumlee were doing the same so you had to put out the strongest team possible which meant some 17, 18, 19 year olds weren't getting football or weren't getting a full hours football and therefore will they continue to play next year? Well, the old system where you, if you played one minute of, of championship football in the grade above you or whatever you couldn't play the reserve grade that was better it made, made sense. Like you had a you had a choice. If you put a fellow on for five minutes, if he's good enough to appear in intermediate championship, well then he's too good for the junior B championship. And fair enough. Yeah, I I personally think that it, it should go that way. Especially when you force twelves. I'd love to examine some of the force twelves. There'd be fellas that are in Australia don't or whatever. Get me started. Well, don't. I heard of one club, and I won't, I won't say what club it was, but they had a guy, and let's just say his name was was Pat Smith. But name they had the club, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they had, let's say they had they had two. They actually had two Pat Smiths in the parish. So they put down Pat Smith on the thing, on their on their reserve team. That was four players that were. If if it had to become an issue, they went. No, that was the other Pat Smith. That was four players covered, and the four of them could all play at both levels. Do you know it was nuts? Yeah, and and there's been a lot of that across. Like the first twelves are, they're not scrutinised at all. But anyway, that that is for another podcast, I suppose. Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. 
try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local.